I sure like great cinematics. They can make a real difference in how much enjoyment you can get from playing a video game. They can add substantially to players being able to get into the storytelling aspect of the game. In podcast 2205, we heard about the past use, but what about present use? Well, in this episode, number 2206, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be telling you all about them when they answer the commonly asked question, what are your favorite video game cinematics present on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast? Welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast, and if this is your first time, thank you so much for joining us today. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question from viewer Angelo J. from Ontario, Canada, that he submitted on our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. And Angelo asks, what are your favorite video game cinematics of the present? By the end of discussion today, you'll not only know some interesting things about what makes, uh, what makes uh, game cinematics so cool, uh, but you'll also learn what, uh, why they're such an important part of a video game. You'll also get uh, our take on some of the best video game cinematics of the present, of course, as well as uh, some maybe some professional insights and in, in our personal take on what makes them so cool. And be sure to stay to the end of the podcast where we'll be jumping back into the mailbag and reading some of your comments. And who knows, we might be reading your comment today and mentioning you by name. I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I am Bill Johnston, the other host. And of course, we're the CG Bros. This is a great question. So you want to start your side first? <laughs> I've got sure, so you know, much. Let's just uh, touch, you know, for people who, uh, for, you know, if you weren't with us uh, for our last podcast, let's just t- touch a base a little bit on the background and the pur- purpose of game cinematics and what that, what, what that is. And, um, you know, uh, what is the purpose of game cinematics? It's to, to, to carry the storyline, um, you know, to, to make sure that the, the game has, has a reason to be played. Um, you know, the advantage of, of uh, video games uh, is that it allows you to kind of be engaged with the narrative and, you know, the player is part of the story. Um, the player lives the experience, so to speak, and, and shares in the successes and the setbacks of, of the main character. As a matter of fact, you know, you can be the main. As a matter of fact, in today's video games, you can be any character you want. And that's kind of the cool thing about today's characters is you get to role play. You're not just stuck playing one character throughout the, the whole game. I think that's, that's a pretty nice storyline development. What do you think? Yes, and some of those benefits of uh, creating video game trailers, of course, and cinematic cutscenes, are, uh, and in fact, they're similar to what you'd see in a in a uh, film trailer. At least the the trailers would be a film trailer in, in a in a video game trailer. Um, it creeps hi- creates hype and intrigue around your game, uh, builds anticipation and excitement, of course, and helps gamers visualize what's what it's uh, what the game's going to play like. A lot of times they'll, they'll show real footage from the actual game being played. So very, very important, uh, just like in a film. Uh, also rewards the player. Uh, it, let's say cutscenes uh, between, you know, have conversations between players uh, in the middle of your, your place you're playing. It kind of it keeps the, the mood going. Um, you don't want to interrupt the gameplay, but when you do do that, you want to kind of keep introduce maybe possibly some newer uh, new characters in the game, um, some gameplay elements, um, those kind of things. Yes, and one thing we didn't mention last time was, you know, story creates, you know, although it creates a, a, a you know, the impact that you, you know, that you get when you, the, the, the engagement and the excitement, but it, you know, a good story in a video game uh, helps build a real community of loyal players. And uh, I think in the end, the, the 
communities provide a real context and meaning beyond the pleasure of just playing the game and 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 interacting with the you know some of the cool mechanics. I think I think that's that's kind of the beauty of of today's games is getting you know you're just not playing by yourself. You're actually you're playing playing with a community of, of other players who are just as into it as you are. Yes, and last time you mentioned the fact that we went over some of the past uh, game cinematics that were were some of our favorites, but now you asked me the question, hey, what uh, do you think? there is a disconnect between the quality of the, the trailers or cinematics versus the actual game itself. And Oh, the big debate. Yes. Yeah. And that, and we, I, I hope, hopefully I answered that clearly enough where it's not gotten to the point now where the games are so realistic anyway, it's hard to tell when it's, if they're doing pre-rendered, um, not using a game engine, real time game engine. Uh, it, they look so similar today. You can do depth of field. You can do, you know, ray tracing of, of, you know, gl- glass objects and things like that. Now, in, in almost real time, they fake it or do some stuff that's some magic behind the scenes that's making it look un- indistinguishable. Really, uh, it was it was uh, hard. It was, I mean, it was easy to tell before. Now it's very very difficult, especially with the latest uh, Unreal Five engine and MetaHuman and all those characters now that look so um, so real, almost like uh, you know, Spirits Within. Um, that the movie that we saw back in the early 2000s where um, you saw that um, you know that CGI was one of the first CGI movies that was all CGI characters the entire environment and all the characters so now I mean we're, we're basically there I mean if not further than that right yes and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was gonna I was gonna mention that as well that you know that 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 debate has diminished to quite a, a big degree because of that uh, the advances of tools and technology and, and uh, you know, the, the fact that, yes, they are becoming so incredibly realistic and immersive that, you know, it's hard to tell the difference between the cutscenes and, and gameplay, especially in the last year. Just in the last year, they've made some just incredible advances in, in this area, which have really brought this thing seamlessly together. And, you know, another fact is that, you that um, you know, so what, that illustrates why story is such an important thing and, and, and how cinematics are so important to, to today's games are... Uh, 80% of, of the games today are abandoned by players before they even reach the end. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know um, that. And so, you know, game creators today have to make the narrative, the storyline, a priority in their games in order to, to really stand out because um, there's so many there's so many games in the market today. There's such a flood of people creating games. So, you, you know, it's such a saturated you know, segment that you really have to stand out. And the best way to do that is to have a good... Uh, good storyline and or no one's going to play it and that that's kind of borne out by that that study there yes there is a there's a big uh, uh it's it's a kind of a scary moment as a, as a game developer too i think um, because of the fact that there's so many good quality um, games out there um to, you know and then obviously there's cinematics where they've got a million dollars you know you have triple a games that are got these big million dollar budgets multi 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 million dollar budget excuse me um and they've got the the amount of money to throw it at a at a, at a studio that can create these amazing cinematics to, to push your and market your game um you know obviously that doesn't do everything you have to have a good game um to well yes a recent study uh, that i was that i was referring to actually in the in the last stat said that games like last of us that are you know big studio games like god of war and life is strange and heavy rain those are those have a completion rate of sixty to seventy percent because of their storylines, and and studios can afford to to spend money on, uh, you know, writers and and uh, you know, 
narrators uh, for that for that matter uh, they have big budgets like you said and they can they can afford to do that especially when when things change in the production they they can rewrite the rewrite the story so that it, it fits you know smaller studios have a real time being agile like that yes and uh, also there's there's uh, one of the first i would say one of the the main you know we'll go back just a little bit and i just want to show kind of an example of what i'm talking about as far as uh, to to refresh a little bit of refresher I didn't mention this last podcast, but I wanted to mention it. 2006, uh, 2K came out with a game called Prey. And I remember playing that, and, and the cinematic um, intro uh, was done in real time in the game engine. And it was uh, really, really impressive um, to, for me because it's, it starts out in, in a really de- dirty restroom. Um, if you can pin me, bro, I can, I can show some images in the background. One of the main characters... Um, Tommy is talking himself in the mirror. He's uh, an Indian guy, um, for an actual, not a, not a, a Native American, I should say. And he's wants to get off the reservation, and he's got uh, um, he's got a girlfriend that's in the. He's in this bar in the restroom in this bar, and he's talking to himself. And then uh, his girlfriend is is holding him back from his life, and he's all depressed, and um, she wants him to. Uh, basically stay where he's always lived and he doesn't want he wants to get out and then all of a sudden there's this huge crash and the camera shakes and then it's funny don't fear the reaper by blue extra cult starts playing on the jukebox in the in the bar and then this he looks out the window and all of a sudden there's this truck that starts this green light comes down and this truck gets uh, taken up into the air you don't see what's happening and so you immediately Right mm-hmm. after that, the the spacecraft comes over to the, you find out it's the spacecraft tears off the roof, abducts him, his girlfriend, and his grandfather, who actually was in the bar as well, and then they find themselves locked in this uh, what looked like a a crucified position in, in in these locking metal pods, and they're moving through these this alien spacecraft. It auto- automatically it 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 it, it kind of cuts to them above the earth. Um, miles above the earth in these and they're going through like almost like this conveyor massive baggage handling system you'd you'd imagine in um, LaGuardia airport for example in the back where they're like you know taking your bags and putting them in all these different places but they're all going on these these tracks and it's pretty cool because it's moving the entire time and then all of a sudden it drops you off and and you're separated from your girlfriend and your grandfather and then you try and get back in uh, I think uh, I think one of the, my favorite parts of that game, and that's a great game, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, if you've never played it, uh, is this is when he spirit walked. Remember that? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> it would. It was. It was really. I think um, way ahead of its time. I, I really loved that that game. Yeah, you know, a lot of American Indian uh, motifs in that in that game. That was that yeah, fantastic, great game. Uh, so you know, making video games is not an easy thing to do, and and uh, there's always a struggle to to keep up. A story, you know, to tell a good story, and 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 this is, you know, I was referring to this a little bit earlier. When you, you know, trying to tell keep keep a story alive throughout a production process is really a hard thing to do. Um, you know, you you want to get the writers and designers brought in at the early stages, you know, before gameplay and, and your levels are set. You know, a lot of a lot of game developers have a great idea and they start to build the game without a lot of thought to thought to the storyline and 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 the design and and how the story and the design go together and so you know game designers and developers have to be able to think like storytellers and game writers need to be able to understand game mechanics and, and game production uh, from, so that when you know you've got this cohesion from the very beginning uh, because there's a lot of challenges that go on in production which which really have an impact on the game's ability to tell that story um, 
I agree. I agree. Yes. And and the other thing is, well, when you first, when we first got this question, I wanted to, I thought about the, the question and it was just too, too broad. It was just, there's too many cinematics that I love. Uh, and then I, I think I mentioned last time about the dead space, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the drag tentacle, which was this, this interactive, uh, uh, part of the game which literally i think i told you last time was almost killed the game because the the co-founder of sledgehammer games who put the game out um he's the creative director glenn schofield uh he um almost killed the entire team killed the game because this one scene but i wanted to show the scene of the tentacle attacking and uh it's really really impressive Um, i'm going to turn down the volume so let's see if i can get this if you can go ahead and pin me that'd be that'd be fantastic i just i want to make sure i I get this to to show so okay so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go ahead and uh mute the sound so you can't hear it but it just grabs the tent the guy uh isaac and starts pulling him and you have to shoot at certain parts of that tentacle where that orange or should say yellow area that's the blob part of it you have to shoot it with your your weapon and and when you do that it, it kind of explodes and kind of this oozes out and if you and you and there's several other times when you're doing that before he pulls you through uh and this particular thing he's not shooting just to show you what it looks like when you don't shoot it just pulls you into this hole and it and it and it shocks you because when you're playing the game you didn't realize you're just walking down this corridor and all of a sudden this happens to you it's one of the one of the scariest parts so that he's going to do it correctly here when it grabs him and this is this is really really cool um so he'll he'll shoot at it a few times and you'll see it gush out little mist of, of stuff. Come on, man. Come on, Zach. There you go. There See you it go. blasting. Yeah. And so a blast, blast that out. And, and I believe that's it. Yep. He did it right. Perfect. So there you go. That terrifying when you're playing it with uh, all the lights off and you have the sound up. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to finish up, uh, you know, not, not to belabor the point. It's just, uh, you know, there's so many things that depend on the story in, in a production environment. You know, if the storyline changes, that that changes everything in in production. From, you know, it can change the characters and the locations and the environments and, you know, dialogue, which means you know you have to go back and shoot more different mocap and, uh, you know, so the, the the schedule lurches back and forth to accommodate these these changes and and it, it's hard, hard to keep a, a cohesive story throughout some of those changes so i just you know if you play in a game and it's a really got a good story it's a testament to not just the writers it's a testament to the production team as a whole yes and i i agree with what you said there um i my own experience with with planet side 2 was blur studio ended up doing um our trailer and for the game and at this they were doing they were, we were making the game at the same time they're making the cinematics for it. So I thought that was really interesting uh, to see the storyline that they put into it. Uh, I mean, Planetside, the original game had a storyline to it anyway with the three factions. And um, this, But this particular, this particular take was really, really cool to see it in its early blocking out stages. And then they rendered it you know, with more and more detail and then eventually seeing the final... Um, maybe maybe one of these times off the show show you that uh, not not the blocking out stage part but the the final finished one if you hadn't seen that that the blur studio version of planet side 2 intro was really really cool did you ever see it no i didn't but you know a lot of times i see i've seen trailers that that don't you know depict what the game is really about and that's kind of what i'm, I'm ta- I, I think i'm talking about 
where there, there's a disconnect, you know, between, you know, and that happens because of that very reason where some of that stuff is being done while production is going on. And sometimes there isn't that, you know, congruity. I mean, there are people get paid to kind of make sure that happens, but sometimes it just doesn't. Yes. So, so my list is huge. I don't know if you have any examples, but I have a couple more examples of some of the, probably some of the mi- most mind-blowing uh, uh, and lavish, amazing uh, cinematics. One well, is beyond... You, go ahead. Go ahead and start showing some. I mean, I've got a... I've, there's just too many, Sean. Well, to, let me just honestly, show you. There's, so, so this, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption is, is, is just a classic. I mean, you, you nailed, it, nailed it last time when you talked about that. But, I mean, there's so many. Uncharted 4 and, and God of War. I mean, that, Last of Us, there's... There's just way too many to show. So why don't you just go ahead and, and show it? Well, it's going to show this this particular one. Oh, uh, I've got that in my yeah. yeah that Beyond Good and Evil Two. That cinematic yes. uh, is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, that was actually done by Unit Image um, in Paris. They're they're a Paris based animation studio that That's does amazing. Not, yeah, they don't they don't just do cinematics for video games. They do uh, commercials and other things like that. But the the characters in this particular cinematic were fantastic. I mean the 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 skin texture on the pig, the main pig character guy here. I don't know the names of these guys, guys. So apologize. I know you're screaming at the, uh, the video right now while you're watching, but he's cool. All the characters are really unique. Um, and then uh, let me show you just a little bit of the trailer. Um, oh, the animation is yeah. just incredible. The lighting. So, so this particular, um, cinematic, they, they used, uh, there's a ton of detail in the characters. I mean, I, I would love to see almost like, um, this on Netflix, an actual series of this, almost like they do with League of Legends and, um, uh, you know, some of the other uh, video, popular video games that we, we really, really love, right? So, obviously, Overlook, or, oh, excuse me, Overwatch, the, their, their it's movies. It's so cinematic in, in, in its quality. I mean, the, the depth of field, I mean, just the camera work itself is just amazing. Right. The framing. Yeah, I think, I think that, you know, they used uh, Mari on this one, uh software program that... Uh, you may not know. Um, I don't know if you've ever used it, and that's by the Foundry. They're the same ones that make uh, Nuke, um, the compositing uh, node-based compositing package, and then Katana, the mm. look development and lighting package. But the, yeah, excuse me. They used uh, Mari on this for um, uh, almost an, uh, three to four years. Uh, they've been using uh, Mari at, at uh, Unit Image, and in this uh, production, they used uh, was. A lot of high-res HD textures that you can paint live onto 3D characters and environments. Almost like a Substance Painter, I believe, uh, Mari. I haven't used either one, so I can't tell you for sure which one's better. All I know is there's the game developers that we use, uh, they use a lot of the uh, Substance Painter. Sean, I have to tell you, this is, this is the best of all the, all the cinematics. Uh, this, is the, this is the best one. This, this, this is number one. I think so. It's one of my favorites. Um, the other, the, one of my other favorites, and I have to come and have to cut it from this one, is is um, is the the uh, Dead, Dead Island series. Uh, I don't know if you ever got a chance to see the Dead Island Two and Dead Island, uh, the first one, but uh, the 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 uh, cinematic for this is is really amazing. This was a this was a kind of a sad one, uh, and and I won't and I won't play too much of it. But this one comes has a as a as a child, and this is one of the only ones that I'd seen cinematic that actually had a child that was that was dead. So it was kind of um, bothered me. It bothered me more than than normal um, seeing this. But the, if if you were to watch this Dead Island um, uh, 
trailer cinematic basically beginning you can see that this little girl is actually um, a zombified girl and it, it kind of reverses everything that's going on all the way up to the beginning when they're on their vacation as a family so it's it, it's did you ever see this one I did. Yeah, it reminds me it's it, of the Ubisoft where they where they they're going through the you know the bus is going over the cliff and the the guys you know going out through the the windshield and mm-hmm. uh you'd see him changing into a zombie kind of you know with with stop motion. It's pretty pretty amazing. But yeah, this one's pretty this one's great too. Yeah, and in the the music's very melancholy and kind of sad, very very sad, so you get this this really weird feeling. Um, you know that they're, oh, it's just really a really sad one. So I won't go belabor that one, but, um, uh, one of the bringing children, you know, we did a podcast not too long ago about bringing children into, or at least, you know, our video, you know, is entertainment becoming more violent today? I, I, I'd say they're bringing in more children or, or rather I'm seeing more violence at younger ages, uh, depicted in in both video games and in, in movies I, would you would you agree I, I agree and and that made my eye my eyebrows go crazy for a minute there so I'll, I'll stop playing this one but the one of my other ones uh, that was Dead Island 2 this one was I think is either Dead Island or Dead Island 2 this one's really really funny um, hopefully this is the right one yeah where he's there's a jogger. Did you see this one where he's at the beginning and he's jogging <laughs> yeah. down the boardwalk? This is yeah. one of the funniest ones. I, I love when they're super entertaining like that. Really well, well done. Um, yeah, it made me laugh just thinking about it. Yeah. So he's he's going to be, uh, was it living the dream or something? Anyway, he's got, he's rolling He's his, Mr. Perfecto. He yeah. Is. And he just covers that bite on his wrist and he starts to listen to the music with his shirt open, his chain. He's running down the boardwalk by the beach. And then, and then everything's, he can't hear what's going on. And all this stuff starts happening behind him while he's running. I, I think that's, it's just funny, super funny. So, yeah, so look at him. He's all crazy. You want now. some of this, huh? You yeah. want some of this? <laughs> she flips him off. So that's when the zombies start attacking. You don't see it right behind him. There's four, three or four zombies attack that girl who just went by him. You see the fire in the side of the, one of the uh, stands there, one of the buildings that's right next to the boardwalk. And he's chugging along, you know. And, then, oh, man, then they start shooting. And he still that's can't right hear there. it. That, that's great. That's a great one. And then eventually at the very end, I'm not going to give it away, he, he ends up being a, a zombie. He turns into a zombie. <laughs> so it's really, really amazing. Take a look at that. Really, really well done. Do you have anything uh, you wanted to show or anything that you wanted to talk about? You know, I, Sean, I, I think we're getting towards the end, and I had a couple I wanted to show, but I, I, I don't you think we have time them. for it today. You should show them. Talk about but, them then. Uh, well, one of them's, uh, I don't know, we all know The Last of Us. I, I thought the cinematics for that was was, was great. The we game just, is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I liked its its focus, and we talked about the the importance of you know having a good character, and they, they had some really good character arcs in there, and uh, um the story was really great, and and they they really had a you know captured the tension, emotion of the, and they really did that really well through those cinematics. Uh, so maybe we'll show them another time. But well, uh, then and even the gameplay was pretty decent. So well, then I'll um, tell you what. Then I'm just going to go down just a little bit of some of my favorites. Okay, go ahead. Go um, ahead. The Assassin's Creed, um, the StarCraft cinematics, some of my favorites. Of course, you mentioned God of War. Um, some of my other ones were uh, Hero uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that one, that was amazing. Obviously, the Overwatch trailers are unf- are just unbelievably good. Um, 
League of Legends cinematics are amazing. Um, the latest, actually, um, I think, uh, Last of Us, you just mentioned it. Okay. And then Dying Light 2, I think, looks really, really cool. So check those out. Those are some of my favorites. Excellent. Well, I I'd, uh, think we could probably jump in the mailbag at this point. Um, this uh, comment was left by uh, Formal Potato. Ooh. And he left this comment on our uh, recent short that we put up uh, by Esma called Alone, A Wolf's Winter. And that one's a very, very picturesque one. And I think Formal Potato seems to agree. He says, The sound effects, the animations, the models, the backgrounds are in so much detail! Exclamation point. Story is simple, but that's what makes it perfect. Amazing work! Exclamation point. Uh, that's true. And, and a lot of the films from ESMA are exceptional. I have to say, the storylines that come, come out, and not only the storylines, but... Uh, but the, just the technical execution of the CGI uh, in those films from ESMA, and they're made by students, um, are, are exceptional. Yeah, and, the production well worth watching. Yeah, the production value of those are, are really high. So they're very Pixar quality shorts, in my opinion. Uh, very, very impressive. So this particular one is uh, I've mentioned before on a podcast: our multi-award-winning CGI animated short Geist by Giant Animation. Uh, That was one of my favorites uh, on our channel. And this particular uh, individual, uh, the Con Gaminator, the Con Gaminator, he said that film hit every beat and he can't really put into words. And I'm just impressed and shocked and and odd, in fact. So thanks very much for your comment. I I agree with you. Uh, All of those expletives. That's Con Gaminator, Sean. I said that. The Con Gaminator. <laughs> oh, Gaminator. <laughs> well, this uh, comment is from uh, the Macaesar one uh, on the same uh, short film, Geist. And, and this one is, is a really moving one, and, and uh, Macaesar agrees. He says, I just cried my gluteal region off. <laughs> Beautifully done. Well, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you didn't cry it all the way because you need, you need, that, uh, you need that area. It's very important. Well, hey, thanks again for being part of our uh, podcast today. We do them for you. Uh, as we answered Angela's question, what are our favorite video game cinematics of the present? And there are so many to choose from. We really hope uh, you, you learned something new and had a little fun as well. If you enjoyed it, uh, do us a big uh, favor and share it around as well as hit that like button. It greatly helps the channel by signaling to YouTube to find other folks just like you that want to help these kinds of videos go skyrocket. We talked uh, about everything have to do with uh, the art, the craft, and, and the business of CGI, and we do that every week. Um, and the best part, if you do these things, uh, it only takes a nanosecond. Uh, so click, click those buttons and, and help us out. And we'd really like to know what you think of our podcast. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, just do us a big favor and leave us a comment. Uh, we like to hear the good and the bad, so and we're always looking to uh, improve the podcast, and you can help us do that by, by just leaving us a few comments. Uh, also, let us know if you've got a subject that you'd like us to, to cover uh, or to hear in the podcast. You can do that by jumping onto our website, uh, cgbros.com, and clicking on the About Us tab and up the Ask Us Anything uh, tab, just like uh, Angelo did. It's pretty easy, so uh, you know, just uh, we'd love to hear from you. We bring you a shiny new edition of the CG Insider every week where we discuss topics that have anything to do with CGI and animation and digital VFX, as well as a host of other interesting and related subjects that come to our attention. 
We'd also like to direct you uh, to our YouTube channel where you can watch some of the best, truly entertaining CGI films uh, covering many different genres and creative styles. Many of them, of course, are award-winning, created by some of the most talented new media producers in the universe. We're both looking forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another game-related question, are video games and movie-making merging? You know, that's a that's a up for debate as well, and we're gonna we're gonna hit it next week. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what are your favorite video game cinematics? Present. Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell. So you'll be notified as free and ringed podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, are video games and movie making merging? This has been episode 2206 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.